You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dat, and today we are talking Nationals baseball with Richard Justice, who is filling in for the vacationing Jamal Collier. Richard, so nice to have you. Let's talk a little bit about the Nationals. They have essentially set their roster for opening day, maybe a few minor additions between now and April, and one of those additions could be a fifth starter. They've got A.J. Cole and Eric Fetty, who could battle it out in spring training. The Nationals have re-signed Edwin Jackson as well, but what's the likelihood they add a fifth starter maybe via trade or free agency? You know, I think, Alexa, I think they're like everybody else. They're not going to go seven years, $150 million on you, Darvish. They're not going to give, um, you know, Arietta, Jake Arietta wants that kind of money. I think a lot of us thought Alex Cobb would fall through the cracks. He's going to end up getting big money. So I think what Mike Rizzo is going to do is, is just play the market and see if somebody, and really we're talking about four guys. We're talking about Arietta, Darvish, uh, Lance Lynn and Alex Cobb, that if any of those fall back to him on a, like a one-year deal or two-year deal or anything like that. I, I think today as we speak, you know, you mentioned they re-signed uh, Edwin Jackson. He's 34 years old. He's a guy they're comfortable with. He made 13 starts for them last year. He's, uh, and I also think of him as more uh, sort of an in- influence guy in the clubhouse. He's a guy you want around your young guys. He knows work ethic and all that. I, but I think the the Nationals think A.J. Cole, this is it. He's healthy, that he's going to take a step forward, that their young guy, Eric Fetty, may, you know, it, it's time for him to step up. But really, when you're talking about the team that is going to win the National League East, we would agree on that. The Mets would have – the Mets would be the other team – the only other team you could even argue would win the division, and they've got a lot of ground to make up. And the Nationals are going to start out with Scherzer, Strasburg, Joe Gonzalez, and Tanner Roark, you know, he was he was pretty good last year in 180 innings, and you're going to get to the playoffs with that group. And it comes down to if Scherzer and Strasburg are healthy, then you're good to go. So that's that's the way I think they look at it, and they expect to have Joe Ross back in the second half of the season. This is an organization built on starting pitching. That's why this conversation is important. They've, their ERA is 3.64. Their starters the last three seasons. That's the third best in baseball. And during this six-year run, only the Dodgers rotation has been better than the Nationals. So all these things do matter. All right, so let's say that Eric Fetty somehow ends up winning out this role or is at least put in a spot where he takes on a lot of innings. Would he be ready for that? Because he's a couple of years removed from Tommy John surgery, and we know the Nationals like to put their starting pitchers on innings limits, especially if they feel like injury is a big concern. Yeah, uh, you know, he had a weird weird season last year. He he threw 121 innings in 2016 coming back, and then only 90 last season because their bullpen was so in such disarray that they moved him to the bullpen. So he only ends up getting 90 innings. He made six, just 13 starts. But I think uh, just in talking to them, I think they feel like his elbow is completely sound and they're going to bring him to spring training and let him compete with Cole uh, probably for that fifth spot. But you're right. They are cautious with their young pitching. So, I, you know, I think they would look at him like, can he make 20 starts? If he can make 20 starts, then we're going to have Joe Ross back at some point. You know, we, we're going to have Edwin Jackson available at some point. Um, and, you know, they'll pick up – they could pick up another guy along the way. So uh, I, I, I think they don't know, but I think 
when they look back on it, you know, before they made the trade for the the trades for the three relievers, they probably set back Eric Fetty's uh, development a little bit last season by using him as a reliever. All right, so a fifth starter is one area they could potentially approve upon. The other is their starting catcher. Uh, you know, that was something that they struggled with a little bit, getting efficiency from their backstop in 2017. The team acquired about JT Realmuto, but that would likely cost them their top prospect, Victor Robles, who we talked about before. Could you foresee a situation where this trade happens and Victor Robles is not with the Nationals? I could see the trade happening, not for Victor Robles. You know, in our uh, MLB pipeline rankings, there are two players we have ranked above Victor Robles, who is 20 years old. That would be Shohei Otani and Glaber Torres. Uh, and Victor Robles, for people who don't know, this is a guy that's going to win games on the bases in center field or left field, but he's a center fielder and he's going to win games with his bats. He's going to be a guy that hits the ball in the gap and and runs all night. He's going to bring people to the ballpark. I don't know how many, you know, it's kind of the way we talked about Byron Buxton for years. We said, watch, when this, when this guy gets it, when he turns the corner, uh, he's going to be one of the most interesting, exciting players in baseball. And I think that's the way the Nationals uh, feel about Victor Robles. I, you know, they have a young catcher in Pedro Severino. They have a young guy, Roddy Reed, uh, in the minor leagues. You know, Rio Muto is one of the, probably one of the five best catchers in baseball today. But and, and I think they would love to have him, and I, I think the, the Marlins are going to trade him at some point. But if the price for doing business is Victor Robles, <laughs> Mike Rizzo is going to pass on that. I mean, I, Robles has a chance to be one of those guys that doesn't come along very often. All right, let's talk about a guy who a lot of Nationals fans know very well from his time with the Nats. It's Jason Worth, and his seven-year, $126 million contract, which seems like a bargain right now with uh, with this yeah. current climate, ended this past season. A lot of people in D.C. just assumed that he played his last days with the Nats, but Mike Rizzo said at winter meetings he wouldn't rule out a reunion, and we're seeing a lot of guys going back to their former teams. Do you think that there's a chance that there, you know, a reunion could happen here? And if not, where do you think he lands for next year? I think, you know, as long as this free agent market is stalled, as long as Hosmer and J.D. Martinez, Mustakas, as long as those guys are all out there, uh, Jason's going to be a while figuring out his work. His work, get that? Um, <laughs> Love <but> it. <laughs> yeah, and um, he means so much to the franchise, you know, and, and this gets more into emotion than in numbers, you know, because he played 70 games last year and hit 226. Let's let's be honest. But his signing there in 2011 signaled that the Nationals were ready to contend, and a year later they made the playoffs. And I think he's the guy you want in the clubhouse. You want his voice, his noise, his work ethic, and all that. You know, he's 38 years old. I, I first covered him when he was a catcher in the Baltimore system. So I mean I feel like I've known him you know since forever, and he's the kind of person you want in your organization. He's the kind of person you want on your team. Do they have a roster spot for him? Would he be willing to take a bench role for Davy Martinez? Um, I I think he wants to play, and I think he and just knowing him, you know he's a high, he's a high energy guy that he wants to go out and prove that he can still play again. Uh, he hasn't, you know, he struggled offensively the last three years and had some injuries along the way as well. Um, I, I, I would think it's not going to happen, but I think it would be one of those things that every player, beginning with Ryan Zimmerman and, and Bryce Harper, would like to see happen. Um, 
but I think Jason also wants to consider all his options. Yeah, it's kind it's of very, a convoluted answer. Well, I think the bottom line is there's so such an unknown factor with all these free agent hitters right now. Yeah, 100%. And also, you know, he's 38 years old. He wants to be an everyday player. And like you said, would he take a bench role for a competitor? That, you know, plays into it as well. So we'll have to see where that all shakes out. But uh, I agree, and all great information. So uh, of the guys who are going to be on this team, Bryce Harper, Anthony Rendon, Ryan Zimmerman, Daniel Murphy, how is this lineup going to replicate their production from last season? Because a lot of people are just waiting for one or two of these guys to dip considering they were riding so high last year yeah and what they need is you know it's not that complicated they they need guys to stay healthy and i think you know this is the last go-round for murphy and harper especially harper this is the last rodeo for those guys that they need you know ryan zimmerman was solid last year so they just need those guys on the field what the interesting part is okay we're gonna have trey turner at shortstop michael a taylor took a step forward last year and I assume Victor Robles figures in the the equation at the All Star break, or you know, he's, I mean, he's 20 years old. Who knows? That's what you have to do. It's still when you look at that lineup, everyone would tell you the Astros have the deepest lineup in baseball. The Yankees have the most fearsome lineup, but that is a really good lineup because in Harper and in Rendon, you have superstars. In Murphy, you have a star. Um, so they 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 could replicate everything they did last year. But it's just a matter of keeping their main main pieces on the field, catching a break in that area. I want to ask you, Richard, one of the latest rumors right now, now that Wade Davis has found his home for 2018, is where Greg Holland could potentially sign. And a lot of people that I've been talking to have pinned the Nationals as one of the teams where he could land. I mean, do they need Greg Holland after having Brandon Kinsler, Ryan Madsen, and Sean Doolittle? I don't think they need him, but I think, you know, the Nationals always lurk in the background on free agency. They surprise us. I think Scherzer was a surprise, and, uh, and Worth was a huge surprise, but that was in 2011. So would he, what would Greg Holland do for them? He would make them better. But, you know, I, guys want to close. Sean Doolittle wants to close. Now, would he pitch the eighth inning? He'd be happy to pitch the eighth inning. And then that bumps Kinsler and Madsen back. And those young guys, uh, Coda Glover and, and well, Kelly's not young, Sammy Solis, the, they fit in somewhere. You'd have a super bullpen. I, I just think that right now, if they're going to make a move, it's going to be for pitching because that would be the one thing you'd say, okay, give us one more starting pitcher to line up with Scherzer and uh, Strasburg and Gio, and, and we're good to go. We can play with anybody in baseball. And for all the success they've had, as you know, they, have, they haven't won a postseason series since they began this run. And they're going to be different next year with Harper. I, w- I wouldn't see it happening because the Cardinals need, need a closer. The Cubs are out there shop beating the bushes on both Greg Holland and Addison Reed. But it would be an interesting thing to, to think about how to go from a bullpen that was made Dusty Baker bury his face in his hands in the sixth and seventh inning last year to one that would be that good. We talked a little bit about Victor Robles earlier at last weekend's Rookie Career Development Program. The Nats' top prospect spoke about his future in the big leagues, and you know you talked a lot about what he means to this organization. But in terms of Bryce Harper potentially leaving in free agency, how big of a you know maybe learning uh, gap would there be between Harper and Victor Robles taking over for Harper if he is to leave? You know, it's inevitable. And I think they feel it's inevitable. They would love to sign Bryce. They have approached Scott Boros about it. It just doesn't appear to happen. Uh, so what you do is, you know, this is a great organization. You look at how many games they've won since Harper arrived in 2012. 
So it's not going to be fair to ask Victor Robles to replace Bryce Harper. When Bryce Harper's healthy, maybe only Mike Trout is, is a more impactful player, and you could get a, you could stay up, you could order a lot of beers uh, having that debate, the Harper versus Trout debate, which mm-hmm. hopefully, if we're lucky, will go on for a long time. But he's got a chance to be an impact player, maybe not in terms of home runs, but he's going to steal bases. He's going to run. He's going to take hits away in the outfield. He's going to prevent runs in all sorts of ways. He's an electric player. And, you know, when, when scouts go, have seen him play in the minor leagues, you ask them about him and they just go, oh, my God. You know, because scouts like to pick at every little part of a guy's game. He can't do this. He can't do that. They love this kid, and they think he's got a chance. He's like Buxton. You know, everyone that saw Buxton play said he's going to be a great player. Now, we don't know if it's going to be tomorrow or a year from now or two years from now, but he's going to be a great player. And I haven't heard since rave reviews for a guy uh, since Buxton that the things that people say about Victor Robles. A bright future for the Nationals, despite the bright Bryce Harper potential departure in free agency. All right, that's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras Nationals Edition. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, so stay tuned. Richard, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Alexis.